Hello, this is Joshua Mack from Cornerstone Bible Church, and uh, we're talking marriage and family. If you've been uh, sticking with us for this long, uh, that's actually kind of amazing and uh, really grateful for you. I know this isn't a very fancy podcast at all, no music, and just me, uh, actually just me and my phone sitting here in a room, but (laughs) I wanted to try to be as helpful as I could, and so we are taking some time to think about one of the most important subjects in the entire world, and that is how to have a God-honoring marriage and how to have a God-honoring family, and uh, we're doing that by going back to the beginning and thinking about some very, very basic issues, and I know that Doing it this way can feel a little long and a little slow. Uh, Sometimes when we want to get good at something, we want to start with the advanced subjects as quickly as possible. I remember when we were living in uh, South Africa, uh, someone invited me to go mountain biking with him, and uh, he wanted to teach me how to mountain bike, I guess. And when we met, he started teaching me how to mountain bike by going all the way back to like, this is a pedal. And I was uh, just like, man, I'm 32 years old. I I know how to ride a bike. And it it felt sort of like uh, a waste of time. And yet going back to the beginning and, and thinking things through from the ground up sometimes is actually very important. It's a a slower process, but it it really is hard to do anything well if you don't know what it is and what it's for. And the problem with marriage and the problem with family is that sometimes we think we already know the answers to those questions, and yet uh, our answers aren't the same as the Bible's. And so because God is the one who created marriage and family, it's going to be difficult for us to have a, a marriage or a family that honors him and is good for us if our definition and our understanding of what the family is and what the family's for is different than God's. And so we've talked a little bit about what marriage is specifically, but why is it? What is the the family for? And uh, that's what I want us to spend some time on now. In other words, why did God go about it this way? What did God have in mind when he brought man and woman together and originated and ordained the family? And uh, one way we can answer that question is by going back to the beginning, going back to Genesis chapter 1, before the fall. We see that God created man and woman in his image, and then he said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over it. And so uh, obviously being fruitful and multiply refers to having children, and having children fits into God's uh, normal plan for for man in an unfallen world for sure. And part of how God intended man and woman to bring the earth into submission was not by themselves, but by having a family. Man was made in the image of God, and one of his functions was to serve as God's representative on earth. And part of how he was to do that was by having children who would spread throughout the world and help him represent God. And uh, after sin, of course, the problem is that man doesn't always seek to represent God or want to. And so even though they have children, those children don't always bring about good. 
and blessing, which is why the first 11 chapters of Genesis are, are so sad. And it's also part of why God saves Abraham and makes him into a people who would belong to him and who would have children who were supposed to bring blessing into the world. And so as somebody writes, when uh, an Israelite couple had children, God's purpose was that these children should carry on and extend the task of bringing God's rule to the world. And uh, they didn't always do that, of course, but that was part of the purpose of the family in the Old Testament. And it's part of the purpose of the family in the New. What is a family? What is a family for? One man puts it like this. A family is a man and a woman in lifelong covenantal companionship who in fellowship with God and under his guidance serve God by seeking to be fruitful and fill the earth and by taking dominion over creation, subduing it and ruling over it to God's glory. And so that's a kind of basic overarching idea regarding the family's purpose. And the rest of the scripture really plays out more specifically how that purpose is supposed to work itself out. Uh, For example, in Genesis chapter 18, God wants Abraham to train his family how to obey the law. Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6, we see that God wants the family to be a place where children are taught about salvation and about the character of God. Psalm 78, God wants the family to be a place where you can learn about what he's done and where you're taught to put your hope in God so that you won't disobey him. Proverbs 4, God wants the family to be a place where you learn what God wants from you so that you can live for God. Hebrews chapter 12, God wants the family to be a place where you learn the seriousness of sin and how to be holy. Proverbs 13, 24, God wants the family to be a place where sin is rebuked and corrected. Psalm 68, 6, God wants the family to be a place where you have friendships. Proverbs 10, 1, the family should be a place where we are invested in each other's lives. 1 Timothy chapter 5, family should take care of each other financially. It should be a, a place uh, where we're safe. Proverbs 22, 6, the family is a place where you learn habits and ways of living that you often will keep for the rest of your life. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. The family should be a place where there is honor and respect for one another and where children learn things that will help them do well in life. Proverbs 17, 17. Family looks out for each other in difficult times. Proverbs 31, 10 through 12. Family members should be able to count on one another and should be seeking to do each other good. Psalm 103, 13. Family should be a place where people, people deeply care about one another. So if you're going to give some pictures of what the family is for, you might say the family is a classroom. It's a place where children learn and we learn how to live life. And you can can think about the importance of the family if you think about it like a classroom, because what happens when someone goes to a poor school or uh, doesn't have access to school? How does that impact the rest of their life? The family is a place of safety. That's another image. One thing we can count on in life is that we're going to face difficulties, and those difficulties will come in all sorts of different forms, financial, social, physical, spiritual. And God knows this, and so he has designed the family to be a place of refuge in the middle of the storm where people enjoy one another, refresh one another, spend time with each other, and look out for each other. And, of course, what happens if someone doesn't have that? They don't have a place of safety in the storm. 
if there's no place they can get out of the storm, man, life gets a lot harder. The family is a place where people are cared for and provided and for and cherished. It's God's antidote to loneliness, or at least part of it, for sure. It's supposed to be. The family is a relational training center. It's a place where you learn how to do relationships. You don't come out of the womb knowing how to do relationships. And so the family is a place where you get a lot of practice, how to do them well. The family is a theological training center. It's where you're supposed to learn who God is and what God is like. Family is a place where you learn wisdom, a wisdom training center. There are two paths we can walk through life. One is the path of wisdom, the other is the path of of folly, and the way we're supposed to learn how to choose the path of wisdom is in the family. As you can see, the, the Bible's description of the family is huge. The purpose of the family is huge, and I think we need to say that loud and clear. The family is incredibly important. And you know that even personally, if you look back on your family growing up and it was difficult, that is a huge issue in your life. And if you look back and it was good, there's this deep sense of joy in your life. But it's funny, very few people look back and it was neutral, especially in the term in terms of the impact. Like my family was kind of there, but it didn't influence my life. No, if you meet a man without a father who never knew his father, that's going to have an impact. I met a man, uh, he was 35 years old or so, and he was still searching for his father. Like there was this huge hole. Or you meet a, a husband whose wife is unfaithful. There's nothing in his life that's going to compare to the pain of that. There's hardly anything that has more of an impact on the course of your life than your family. And so if your family is broken, it can feel like you're broken. This is a, a big issue. And so we need to think about how do we have families that really fulfill the purpose God designed them to fulfill because of the impact a broken family can have on others. Now, of course, God is gracious and we serve a God who can turn evil into good. Look at Joseph. His family was pretty broken and yet God used what happened to Joseph in the book of Genesis to accomplish a lot of good. And yet at the same time, we see the importance of family in our own lives. We see the importance of family in the society. And we need to work as best as we can to have a family that really does what God wants it to do. I've heard uh, someone say, a strong marriage results in a strong family, which results in a strong society. And that's just a quote, but there's a lot of ways in which that quote is true, at least at at some level. The Bible definitely makes clear the family is important to God's program. It is the first social institution, you might say, before the government or even churches. You open up Genesis 1 and 2, and the basic building block for every other social unit is the family, which is maybe why God starts his revelation to man with extended teaching about marriage and family. Everything else grows out of the family and depends on it. Distortions in our family produces distortions in most other human institutions. Apart from a special work of God's grace, the the Bible shows the 
importance of a family by explaining the negative impact an ungodly family member can have on other family members. This is the way it works. One, Your sin has an impact on others. It has consequences not just in your life, but in other people's lives. And on a more positive note, the Bible shows the blessing that a godly family member can have on others. We see how important the family is in that God has made the way one acts in his family a test for church leadership. And also in the fact that God connects our family relationships to our relationship with him. We take the family seriously for a lot of reasons, but probably the the primary reason we take marriage and family so seriously is because we know of the role Marriages and families are supposed to play in God's great plan for glorifying himself. God uses the family as a means of reflecting the communicable aspects of his nature, which sounds deep. I know it is deep, but God uses the family to show us what he's like. I once heard a sermon a while back, the glory of the family, and he said the glory of the family is that it reflects the glory of God. The family helps us understand things about the relationship of the members of the Trinity even the role they play in our salvation. It helps us understand how God relates to us. And it's in our families and through our families uh, that God often puts himself on display to the world. And so you can see that in Ephesians 5. The husband-wife relationship is bigger than just the husband-wife relationship. The way the husband loves his wife, the way the wife submits to her husband is part of how God designed to put his character on display, the gospel on display. So when Christian marriages aren't working, Christian families aren't working, that's a big deal because it's a missed opportunity. But more than that, it's a bad representation of God and it is a broken picture. And so we want to look at our marriages and our families and we want to ask, are they really fulfilling their purpose? I don't know what you think of when you think of what marriage and family is for. But it's my prayer that you would go back to God's word and look at what God thinks of when he thinks of the family and what God explains the family to be for. And then evaluate your family. There's lots of things that you can do in a family, but you don't want to miss out on what's most important. Is your family the kind of family that God designed it to be? Let's pray that God helps us pursue his purposes in our relationships with one another for our good and for his glory.